Welcome to From Passion to Paycheck. This is a podcast for boss babes who are ready to ditch the nine to five grind and move forward in their dream life as a business owner. I'm your host, Danielle Driso, business, life strategist, life coach, and expert in helping you fearlessly pursue your dreams. So if you're ready to move towards a life you love and you need a little helpful nudge to get there, then you're in the right place. So I promise to bring you every single episode, either an inspirational story or a mentor or a tip or trick to help you create the business that you absolutely love. So if you are ready to change your life one episode at a time, then you are in for a treat. I can't wait to get started. So let's get rocking and rolling. And I'm so honored to be in your ear. Hey guys, I'm so excited that you're here. I have such a good episode for you guys today. So are you ready for it? Are you ready? Today, I want to talk to you guys about building your own castle. And I want you guys to take from this episode that you never, ever, ever have to wait to take the throne. You don't have to sit around. You don't have to look on the platform and just wait right beside, in line, standing in line to take the throne. That is not how it works. You have to build your own throne. You have to claim your own crown. You have to do the work to make it happen. If it's not happening for you, you have to stand up and you have to make it happen. And so... I wanted to come to you guys and talk about this because one of the things that I'm totally and completely obsessed with and have been obsessed with since I was eight years old is not seeing what I see around me as my life, as my current situation. I don't take that as it is what it is. I don't take that as, well, this is your life right now. I have never in my whole life seen my reality as my reality. And I think that is something that has really contributed to these massive dreams that I hold and this massive space that I hold for other women's dreams. When I work one-on-one with women, sometimes it's entrepreneurs, sometimes it's just creatives, sometimes it's health coaches, sometimes it's whatever. And every single time, they're not coming to me to be like, tell me exactly what to do. They're coming to me and on some level, I know it's to help them expand their vision. And that's something that's been with me since I was just little. I remember watching every single movie that I could about magic and everything that I could about like with Disney. I was obsessed with Peter Pan for a while there. And I actually went into theater at a very young age. I remember walking up to my dad, if you guys haven't heard this story already, I was like eight, I was young. And I walked up to my dad and I said, dad, I need an agent. And he's like, I'll be your agent, sweetie. And then when I was like 16, I walked up to my dad. I said, dad, seriously, I need an agent. He's like, I'll be your agent, sweetie. And then when I was like 18, 19, I finally went out and I got myself an agent because I was so freaking mad and pissed that people weren't taking my dreams seriously because in my head, yes, the reality of it is I looked around and I was like, okay, so the life as it was, was my brother's football and always going there and all this stuff. And 
the hustle and bustle of my parents owning businesses. And that was the reality. And it's like, well, you know what? There's just no time for your dream, Danielle, is what I could have looked at that and thought. And instead, I always knew, well, this is my reality right now. And that's interesting. Cool. So I'm going to change it. And I remember walking into Sage West, which is this dinner theater company here in Calgary, Alberta. And I walked up to Stage West when I was like 12 years old, I want to say, 12 or 13. I was just like two days away from the legal working age in Canada. And I walked up and I said, I need a job. And they're like, um, okay. And I was like, can I drop up a resume? And they're like, um, sure. Like, go ahead. How old are you? And I was like, oh, I'm like 12 or whatever. But I turned 13 in like two days. In two days. Can I please work here? I want to watch. I want to be able to look and watch the performers perform. I want to be able to be see the behind the scenes of how this works. And I was young. And I just like remember walking in. Of course, I didn't have my learners yet. I couldn't drive. Nothing. So my mom had to drive me. And I remember walking and just being like, yep, I need to work here because this is how when we see the behind the scenes of I'm never going to make this their career work if I don't like really submerge myself in this now. And it's so funny looking back because this like I remember them pulling out the manager to talk to me because they're like, um, this little child <laughs> wants to work for Stay Trust. And him talking to me and they offered me a busing position, but I had to be like on my birthday. On my birthday was my very first day of work. And it was so exciting. And I remember just going there and I was like so giddy. And I was a bus girl. So I was like cleaning tables, like dirty dishes. And I was so happy. I remember everyone who I worked with was like 23 at the time. And I'm just little. And they're all like 10 years older than me. And they're all like just, you know, just like being servers and stuff like that and something part-time that they're doing while they're in school and stuff like that. And so it's just a job for them. And for me, I was beaming. I was so excited to be there and just be in the presence of some of the actors. And I barely got to see anything. I actually signed up for um, clear, or setting up the tables, like table set. And like shining the silverware because I got to see tech rehearsal, but I had to stay really quiet, but I just got to watch the tech rehearsal process. And I remember just being so excited about that. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because not for one second did I stand there and wait for my parents to make these opportunities available to me. I was the first one to walk up to my mom and say, hey, I see this drama camp. I want to go here. Like, we're going here. Like, this is what's happening pretty much. And I was the first one to be like, hey, like, I want to be in musical theater. I want to be in it right now. I was the first one to be like, mom, I'm moving to New York. And at the time, I was 17. And my mom said, no. And I said, okay. Then I'm moving to Toronto. And my mom's like, no. You can't, no. And I didn't really have a decision <laughs> because I was 17. I realistically, I probably did have a decision at the time, but at the time it was like, uh, I'm 17 years old. I live under my parents' roof. Like, I can't go anywhere, right? So I was like, fine, then I'm going to University of Calgary and I'm going to take a degree there um, for theater. And so that's exactly what I did. But not one second, even when I was at the University of Calgary, I remember like auditioning for all these main stages and not getting in. I was auditioning for King Lear and I was auditioning for all these things and I wasn't getting in. Yet I was getting like A plus in all my acting classes. I was always top of the class. I was always the one that was given like the best feedback and all this shit. 
And I remember being pissed. I was like, How? okay, so I'm getting like an A plus in acting. And my teacher says I'm amazing. Why didn't they cast me in this role? And instead of really like sulking about it, I was like, hey, what else can I do? And I was in multiple shows at the same time with different directors because I was like, Kate, if they won't give me this opportunity in main stage, I'm going to find student work that I can do and anything that I could do to build my craft. And so for you guys, this might resonate with something else in your life. It might not have been performance, but it might resonate with something else in your life that you're letting pass you by, that you're letting just be it is what it is. And it's not is what it is. This isn't your current, this is your reality that you're seeing right now, but this is not your reality. It's time to build your own throne. And so even now onto my entrepreneurship journey, when no one really wanted to sign up with me right away, I was like, Kate, well, how can I make this work? How can I do this? I'm going to still do this. When people said that it was like scammy, which is so funny to me now, but like, I was like, why are people thinking that this is scammy? I got called scammy so much by this one guy who I used to work with. Um, And I'm like, how is it scammy? I'm providing a service for money. And like, it's like people didn't get it. And I still kept going. And I would listen to podcasts when I was working and I would do whatever I could to make that my reality. And this, and actually, even this past weekend, last night I did a workshop, the Unplugged workshop, and I was so excited about it, but it was also terrifying. And it was because I really wanted to do in-person work. I really wanted to teach. I really wanted to do a workshop and teach a workshop. And I applied to teach with some like random locations in Calgary, like some different groups. And I didn't hear back. And I was like, okay, cool. So I could either sit here and wait or I could just build my own damn workshop. And so I did. I built my own damn workshop. <laughs> I built the Unplugged workshop. And the women there were just amazing. And I was, I'm just so grateful because teaching definitely is my happy place. And it felt so good to just sit there and be able to be in person with people because I do a lot of my work primarily online, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful for that. But sometimes I just love being in front of people and sharing and just sharing what I have to say. And here's the thing. If no one's handing you the mic, if no one's beating down your door saying, I want to work with you, or if no one is coming to you and saying, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? Or if no one is coming to you and saying, hey, do you want to teach this workshop? And you're sitting there sharing your stuff online, waiting for people to come to you. You need to really own your throne. You have to go, you have to build your own throne and you have to take hold of it. You have to put the damn crown on and take a seat and own it. And that's exactly it. If no one's going to pay you for a workshop right now, make your own workshop. Build your own workshop. Invite people. Maybe the first time it's free. Maybe you rent out a yoga studio. Maybe you do in someone's backyard or something like that if it's nice out. And build your own workshop. Do your own thing. If you don't feel like you're getting the recognition, 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 (laughs) The recognition that you need in your job, how can you just give that to yourself? Or how could you switch a job to a job that you actually love that you will get recognition for? Unless you are literally tied in ball and chain, you are not stuck. 
you're never stuck. You're not a tree. You have, you don't have roots that are like grounded into the ground and you cannot move. You can move. You can do whatever you need to do to give that to yourself. And if all you're dreaming about is doing a retreat around the world, figure out a way to raise the money and do it. Or book the place, put the down payment on, have enough money for the down payment, and then sell the spots. And if you don't have that, make enough money to, even if no one shows up, you still get an amazing trip to host your own retreat. And if one person comes, one person comes. But still make it the best thing physically possible. And you will feel so proud of yourself because you did it. It is the 1% of the world that actually steps up and claims their own throne. Everyone else is waiting in line. And some people may never, ever make it to the front. So are you going to wait in line with them? Or are you going to build your own throne and take hold of it? Are you going to start the podcast? Because if no one's beating down your door, why can't you go beat down their door to be on your podcast? If no one's asking you to teach at a workshop, where can you rent some space and teach a workshop? If no one is asking you to publicly speak, how can you create a talk or create buzz on something that you're doing? Listen to your soul. What do you want to do? If it's a group program online, find a way to make it happen. Build it. When I first wanted to release, I remember I was working with a coach and like the, they, everyone says the easiest way to get this is just like the vibe of the online world right now. Um, everyone says like, oh yeah, the easiest thing to do is just to get a bunch of one-on-one clients and stuff like that. And I did when I first started, but I was like, I really want to do a course. And I had no freaking idea how to do a course at all. And I was like, I want to do a course, but I don't want it to be just any course online. I want it to be like my course and I just want to build it. And so there was one particular mentor of mine that had this course on courses on how to build a course. And I thought, oh my God, this is it. (laughs) Like, this is what I need to do. This is who I want to work with. And so I, the course wasn't open and I messaged her assistant. I was like, hey, I really want to be on this course. Is it possible for me to just like lock in a spot? Here's like, I will make payments on it. Like, what can I do to get myself in this? And it wasn't me sitting around being like, well, I guess this course isn't open right now. Womp, womp, womp. I got off my tush and I reached out to them and I asked. And here's the thing. If you ask, you just might receive. So how cool is that? That you could just ask for things. And what's the worst thing that they say? No. And then you find a different facet. It's never, ever, ever going to be something that you're going to be proud of if you just let it pass you by. I don't care if you, what you qualify as a quote-unquote pl- failure because it's different and qualified to different people as different things. But if you feel like a quote-unquote failure because only four people showed up or if you feel like a quote-unquote failure because only one person signed up or because you feel like a failure because no one got back to you when you applied for all their podcasts, if it came to that, if you never ever do it, you're never ever ever going to feel the pride of when it's done and you did it. You did it. You didn't wait around for someone to give it to you. You did it. And it doesn't matter how many people showed up. It doesn't matter like how many people are listening to your podcast. It doesn't matter. You still stepped up to the plate and built something for yourself. 
And that is the most powerful thing. So don't wait around for someone to build something for you. Go out and take it. And this goes for anything. Don't wait for someone to ask you out. Ask them out. The worst thing that they could say is no. And then you're like, okay, cool. I'm moving on with my life, <laughs> right? And that's the thing is that we're all so terrified of rejection. But what if rejection was just like, huh, okay, cool, thanks. Like, we didn't take it personally. What if us getting rejected meant it's not for them right now? And instead of making it about us and about our worth, it's actually just their journey. How would your life change? I bet you it would change so much because you would stop focusing so much on how people think about you and you would focus more about serving other people on their journey. And if it doesn't fit their journey right now, you can walk away and it's still just their journey and it's still your work that you're still going to give to the people who need it right now. So stop, drop, and take a second to think how you are waiting in line for your throne in your life right now and how you're not asking for what you want. And go forth and take it. Build the crown, build the throne, and have a seat on it. And if you love, love, love this episode, I would be so, so grateful if you could leave me a review on iTunes. It's super nifty now. I think you just go to my little my little face on iTunes and then you scroll down and I think you can leave a review at the bottom. You can do it on your computer, but you know, realistically, I listen to podcasts when I'm driving and stuff like that. And uh, it's really easy just to, when you're getting to your destination, just to scroll down on your phone and give a little review and let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know what you think about this podcast. If you want to hear more about anything, it would really, 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 really just brighten my day and I would appreciate it so much. So I hope you guys keep killing it and I know you will and go forth and build your crown and build your throne. And I love you guys all so much. Thanks for hanging out with me and I'll see you next time. Bye guys. Did you love, love, love this episode? If you did, then I want to hear about it. I want you to go ahead and head over to striveandshine.ca. In the bottom right-hand corner, there is a little tiny email button where you can send me your thoughts, your questions, your concerns, what you want to hear more of on the show. And I would be forever thankful for your feedback. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. I can't wait to hang out with you again. And I will see you guys next time on From Passion to Paycheck.